Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. We are looking at Shanti Feldon's book, Highly Happy Marriages, The Little Things That Make a Big Difference. Last week, we were talking about another of the secrets of highly happy marriages when our time ran out. This secret is that happy couples believe the best. They assume that their spouse cares deeply about them. Either we try to believe the best of our spouse when we are hurt, or we allow ourselves to believe the worst sometimes, which keeps us from ever entering that lush valley where we so want to be. Now the sparse side, the side that sometimes doubts the best, can still be beautiful in spots, but it's simply not ideal. It's marked by negative assumptions about our spouse's intentions. For example, you worry that he's working so many hours because he cares about work more than about you and the kids. Or you assume that if he feels the pull of internet pornography, it's because he's not satisfied with you. For the husband, Those negative assumptions might reveal themselves when she points out, once again, that your efforts to fix something didn't work and you conclude that nothing you do will ever be good enough for her. Or maybe when she's contradicting you in front of the kids, you assume she has absolutely no respect for your judgment as a father and thus that it's best to let her do what she wants to do since she obviously doesn't care about your opinion anyway. So if we have fallen into that trap, have forgotten we are married to well-intentioned people, and are on the desert side of the mountain, how can we get back that assumption of goodwill that makes all the difference? You know, as I work with couples, and in the seminars I do, I give the couples a simple exercise to help in this process. To the men I say, When you wake up in the morning, before you get out of bed, roll over and look at your wife and say to yourself, that's a good-willed woman. And to the women I say, when you wake up in the morning, before you get out of bed, roll over and look at your husband and say to yourself, that's a good-willed man. This simple exercise, repeated over time, resets the filter through which you process your daily interactions with your spouse. Your spouse is still probably going to upset or disappoint you in some way during the day. But if you really believe they are good-willed, it will change how you process the transgression. You won't take it personally or assign undue motives to their actions and behavior, and it's your choice. Shanti goes on, Many yes couples I interviewed had in the past spent time on the desert side of the mountain, and the answer from almost all of them was this. We must choose to believe it, even if we don't feel it. Realize that since we are all imperfect beings, we will hurt each other and be hurt by each other, sometimes inadvertently, sometimes out of carelessness, and even sometimes purposely. As one of the husbands she interviewed said, Even the best Christian husband or wife can act jerky sometimes, but it doesn't mean they don't love or appreciate you. In addition to believing the best, 
you have to look for another explanation for their seemingly uncaring behavior. And we can all do this. When your man suddenly doesn't seem to want to invest in time at home, maybe it isn't that he cares more about work. Maybe he is trying to ensure that he's not part of the next round of layoffs. When your wife takes the fresh laundry out of your hands and starts refolding it, Maybe it isn't that she thinks you're incompetent to do it right. Maybe she simply has her way of doing it and doesn't realize how her action is coming across. Looking for a more generous explanation, not an excuse, but an explanation, completes the circle and creates a positive cycle. Because once you are willing to look for the truth rather than being blinded by your hurt feelings, you start to see each time that you were right to assume the positive. Wow, now that we've talked, it's clear that she would not have done that if she had known how much it would sting. Suddenly your heart toward your spouse changes. And once that happens over and over again, you become fully convinced, subconsciously and consciously, that your spouse is for you and wants your best even when he or she does something that hurts, frustrates, bewilders, or angers you. As Shanti interviewed couples, here are some of the comments that were the most repeated. He's a pretty direct person, and since this is my second marriage, I'm a bit jumpy. But I've seen what is in his heart for me. So when something comes out of his mouth that is sharp, it can still hurt, but I know he doesn't mean for it to so it doesn't hurt for long. Why am I so happy? I remember that no matter what I hear, what I feel, what may happen, Paula has my best interest at heart. We are so happy because I simply don't question his motives. I may disagree with how he handled something and think he's totally wrong and that I'm right, but I don't question his actual motives. I was so mad. I was expecting her to be in my corner, and she disagreed with me instead. But I forced myself to think about it, and three minutes later, I realized she was right. The reason I could take it from her is that I know her heart for me is good. She can say anything because of that. You know, one of the reasons these men and women were so happy in their marriages is that they had all gone through the tunnel we talked about last week and were firmly in the abundant place of believing their spouses cared for them, regardless of the situation. More important, they weren't being naive. And the happy couples assured Shanti that there's more good news. Once you believe your spouse absolutely cares about you, those distancing feelings of hurt, anger, and resentment arise a lot less often. Now let's be real. The choice to believe the best about your spouse may not come easily at first. You may know in your head she appreciates you, but your heart is still stinging from the way she just teased you at the dinner party about having to call the plumber because you weren't able to fix the faucet. But the most important step isn't to simply push away those negative feelings. It's to respond as if the most generous explanation is the true one. 
Do that, and you'll find that it is suddenly easier to respond well. Because if she just didn't realize how her words would hurt you, then you find your anger draining away and respond gently. You will automatically prevent the negative downward spiral that would be so easy to start. Although the choice to believe in your spouse's goodwill may start out being difficult, it quickly becomes natural. You start to see and live by the truth of the matter, and a positive spiral starts. Here's the way an older husband, who had been married for 48 years, put it. Why wouldn't I believe that she has good intentions toward me? Just from a purely personal interest standpoint, I want to get along with everybody. It's a no-brainer to want to expect the best because it increases the chances that I'll get the best. I certainly won't go in looking for something wrong. Instead, I take something she says that is a bit shaky and I decide to interpret it well. Because otherwise, if I go in suspicious and she says something shaky, I'll probably take it all wrong. His wife interrupted, And that is why our marriage is so successful. That's why he was so successful with kids as a counselor for so many years. By going in expecting the best, he brings out the best. By expecting the best, you bring out the best. Remember, when what you experience doesn't match what you expect, how you respond is your choice. And it's always your choice, every time. You can choose to either assume the worst or believe the best. Let's shift gears now and begin to look at another surprising secret of highly happy marriages that Shanti and Jeff found. Highly happy couples go to bed mad. Say what? Yes, that's what she found. Sleeping on it might be smarter after all. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned and listen attentively. You're going to find this very interesting. One of the goals that Shanti had as she began her research was to find out what highly happy couples actually did as opposed to what they thought they should do because occasionally there was what she called an amusing disconnect. In her book, she relates a conversation she had with a couple who wanted to share their top three pieces of advice for a happy marriage. Their conversation went like this. Him. One big thing is to not go to bed mad. Her. Don't hold on to things overnight. One of our verses is, Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And we've maintained that. If we have a disagreement, we don't go to bed. It's important. Shanti. Yes, so do you ever go to bed mad? Her. Well, I mean, it's a really important principle. Shanti. Absolutely. But do you guys ever go to bed mad? Him. Oh, well, you know, it's a habit you have to build. We help our pastor by doing some premarital counseling, and we tell young couples, Shanti, yes, sorry to interrupt, but what I'm curious about isn't the overall principle. Well, our time is gone for today. I want to invite you to join me on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. on my Mutual Understanding Method Facebook page for some live teaching on relationships. If you're not a Facebook user, 
or if the time is inconvenient, you can go to my website, mutualunderstanding.net, and click on the Mum Live tab to view the recorded teachings. Be safe and have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.